Welcome to the Teach Me Lit podcast. I'm Sophie Tuvey and I love talking about books and helping you to revise for English literature and go deeper in the texts you're studying. Welcome to the Teach Me Lit podcast. This is a revision podcast about the character of Jane Bennett in Pride and Prejudice. Now, a good place to start with this is looking at the way that Jane is presented as society's ideal woman. Um, She's beautiful, she's gentle, she's patient. She may not have so many of the accomplishments as Miss Bingley, such as, you know, very, very talented in music or foreign languages. Um, But she's got the kind of sweet innocence um Bingley describes her as an angel um she's got that angelic kind of feminine appeal which um society valued so much of a woman in that era she also has this um propensity in her character to believe the best about anyone Elizabeth says early in the novel you never see a fault in anybody However, this can lead to Jane being taken advantage of. And obviously we see in the course of the novel, um, Jane being a bit duped by Miss Bingley and Mrs. Hurst, the sisters of Mr. Bingley. While they are staying at Netherfield, Jane is the best girl in their area for them to socialise with in terms of she's pretty um, and she's the best of a bad bunch. But of course, as soon as Jane goes to London... Um, they're very quick to drop her society and they don't really want to be seen in to visit Cheapside, the area where her aunt and uncle Gardner live. Um, and Miss Bingley is very supercilious with her. Um, initially, they call her a sweet girl, which is quite a patronising term. And obviously, they know they're far more worldly than she is. They're far more exposed to the world than, than she is. Um, and they do sort of um, pretend this kind of... Um, ever-flowing friendship which is very superficial when Jane stays at Netherfield um, for her illness Miss Bingley quickly becomes quite tired of of hosting her and hosting Elizabeth and then when um, they all come and visit she sort of cries out is every Bennett going to come to visit us Um, there's a sense of frustration for her and not not a very genuine regard um, that, that she's actually got for for Jane at all the other problem that Jane has is that she also tends to misjudge people like Wickham and Darcy. So um, she really wants to, when she hears the truth about um, what Wickham has done, she really wants to try and make both of them appear in a better light than they ought to be. Um, and Elizabeth gently tries to make her understand that she can't make them both good. Um, and so that is probably a, a disadvantage that Austen portrays in Jane's character. But one thing that Austen really um, shows is, is an excellent aspect of Jane's character is that she is the antithesis of these kind of pushy women, these pushy female characters we do see in the novel, such as Charlotte Lucas or Mrs. Bennet or Lydia. Um, Jane does not um, throw herself at every man who looks at her. She is not a flirt like Lydia. Um, And she's not like Charlotte out to fix herself and marry as quickly as possible to the richest person available, um, despite her mother's best attempts to do so. Charlotte does warn Elizabeth that Jane does need to make her affection more obvious or she may lose the opportunity of fixing him. 
Atis Bingley, um, which does have some degree of truth. But I think Austen wants us to like the fact that Jane is not financially motivated. As Elizabeth says, she is not acting by design. Um, she's not fixing on Bingley because he's rich, but because she genuinely likes his character. However, of course, Mrs. Bennet is solely fixed upon the match with Bingley for financial means, as it will throw her daughters into the paths of other rich men, as she says at the Netherfield Ball, much to Darcy's um, distaste as he overhears it. And for Mrs. Bennet, the sole value of Jane as a daughter is her marriageability and her marriage prospects. Mrs. Bennet doesn't really seem to recognise the value of Jane's character, her moral propriety and her behaviour so much better behaved than someone like Lydia who wildly races around flirting with all the officers. Jane does not speak her opinion quickly. She um, has many private dialogues with Elizabeth. So such as after the first ball where she meets Mr Bingley in private in chapter four, she confides in Elizabeth how much she finds him agreeable and how much she likes him. But she doesn't make this publicly known. She's also seen as really faithful and stalwart, even in heartbreak. So even when Mr Bingley has gone and seemingly gone forever, um, she keeps tries to keep her spirits up as best she can. She tries to attend to her mother, attend to people around her unselfishly. And I think what we see in this novel is her development as well as Elizabeth's. Undoubtedly, the focus as a building throne man is on Elizabeth Bennet and on her character progression from naivety to understanding from um, prejudice to um, understanding the truth Um, but it is also about Jane's development from being quite naive as well in her own way into understanding more about how the world works. Um, In Austen's day um, Austen is writing in the wake of this literary movement of romanticism where the emotions are Um, highlighted and prized above all things. And so Jane Bennett gives an example of the opposite of this kind of overly romantic, sensational female. Um, Jane has self-control over displaying her emotions in public, which in Austin society, the age of reason, was seen as a really good thing. So overall then, lots to say about Jane being an ideal uh, female, perhaps lacking the intelligence and the wit of a character like Elizabeth, but certainly a morally proper character that Austen wants us to admire throughout the novel. And even more at the end, when she does secure the match with Bingley, that both secures her financial needs for the future and that of her family and also her own happiness. Even in this engagement to Bingley, Jane is even at this moment thinking of everybody else's happiness, not just her own. Um, She says, Oh Lizzie, to know that what I have to relate will give such pleasure to all my dear family. How shall I bear so much happiness? So even at the end, Jane is seen as really um, selfless in her pursuit and and in her marriage. If you've enjoyed this podcast and found it helpful, please hit subscribe and share it with a friend. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter. Just search for Teach Me Lit. I'm always open to requests. So if you want me to talk about a text you're studying, get in touch. Thank you for listening. See you next time on the Teach Me Lit podcast.